and welcome back to the High Press Pod. Um, first official episode of the High Press Pod after our teaser last week. Um, we've been overwhelmed with your support over the last week or so um, on social media. Thank you so much for getting in touch and just telling us how much you enjoyed the podcast. Um, make sure you do follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, this week is is quite simply about me and Rob. We're going to be telling you about our football experiences, why we love the beautiful game. Uh, we'll also be reflecting on the international game just gone by. Um, but first, Rob, tell our wonderful listeners why on earth we've started a podcast. All right, uh, everyone, how's it going? Um, yeah, so before that, actually, Cal, I just want to shout out to our one American listener. We've had. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I, I would like to now be referred to as Mr. Worldwide. Um, <laughs> if that's if that's okay with you, could could that have anything to do with us accidentally listing the podcast as a because obviously it's American, isn't it? Could it have been to do with us listening it as football, which obviously has a very very different meaning in America? Uh, no, no, it's definitely <laughs> definitely someone in America wanted to hear us um, talking. <laughs> I do believe that wishful thinking, um, but we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there. Yes. Um, and I'd just like to say as well, this is probably going to be my favourite ever podcast that we do because um, we get, well, I get to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> that's, that's something I always <laughs> like to do. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, imagine that. Okay, but going back to your question, um, why we why we're doing the podcast. Um, now, this is something I've, I've wanted to do for a while now. Uh, I know that we, we both have a passion for football. Um, mm. And we, we do enjoy discussing all sorts of aspects of football. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, why not, why not share it? Um, some others might like to listen because I know podcasts are a big thing at the moment. Um, I do I commute myself to, to work and back. I do like to listen to, to podcasts because I, I almost feel like I'm part of a, of a discussion. Oh, I'm listening to some, you know, two or three people chatting, yeah. Um, which is which is quite good. Um, so I thought, why not have a go? Um, you know, how how bad could it be? Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> why not? Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll get episode thirty-four. Um, if it's if we're still going by then. Uh, I think that. what I'll say, sorry, briefly to to interrupt, is that yeah, we're we're, we're doing this not because we want to. Gain loads of listeners, although that is that is very much you know, yeah. a good thing to have. We're just doing it because we absolutely love talking football. So if there's anyone who who just wants to listen to our conversation mm. football, then um, you're very very welcome on this journey that we're we're heading on. Yeah, um, I'm also in this for the money. Uh, oh honest, yeah, me too, mate. You. Like if I don't get a big fat check in <laughs> yeah. in a few years, like this is this is temporary. I mean, this is on the way to me being a pundit on Sky Sports. <laughs> I mean, I will be disappointed if I'm not sitting there in a suit opposite Micka Richards, calling <laughs> him all sort of names under the sun uh, for what he did to Villa. But again, we'll, we'll calm down. It's um, it's a family show. We'll, it's a family uh, show. It's a family show. It's listed right. as a, a, a show that doesn't contain violence or bad words. So we, oh. must, we must obey by those rules, unfortunately. Well, there goes the next episode. <laughs> That's um, we'll have to rethink that one. Um, where where are, we we start our fight club? Um, fight club, wow. the high press fight club. Yeah, and we get someone on every week and absolutely batter them. Wow. Um, okay, well, 
we'll rethink that one then. Yeah, we will. We will. Anyway, anyway, uh, getting back on topic. Um, please do. It's please not, do. It's not like us, not like us to, to deviate. Um, yeah, so as I said, it is something I want to do for a while, uh, have a bit of a discussion and, and you know, record something, get, get some something for people to listen to. Uh, the vision of the podcast, um, I've always had down if if we can get one person that doesn't know either of us to listen to us, then that's I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Well, if, I, I if know we can... a couple of people who live in the US of eight, and I don't think they yeah. listen. So we might have already achieved our our ambition. Yes, that's it. Um, <laughs> and you have you have you paid them to listen? To uh, no, no, no fees, no checks have been exchanged at this moment in time. Not yet. Okay. You still converted it into dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's good. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, if we can get someone that doesn't know us to listen, I'll be very happy with that. Um, I'm not really after, as we said, the the well depends who you, you talk to, but I'm not really after the fame or anything with this. Um, mm. Overall, this is if if no one else listens, it's for us. Um, I think that's 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 the thing we sort of established quite early on that we we enjoy doing this and if we can make, make people laugh or if people enjoy listening to us or or whatever then again that's that's a bit of a bonus after yeah um i mean long-term ambitions for the podcast i think we'll just we'll just keep going until until yeah. we get banned until they have to stop us <laughs> until they have to shoot us to end it um <laughs> I think we'll just keep going. Yeah, we've got um, we've got lots planned, haven't we? We've got um, we've done yes. the next few weeks, and uh, yeah, let me tell you, it's looking good. It's looking exciting. It's uh, it's only going to get better. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I just thought I'd have a bit of a talk as well um, about the layout of the podcast. Mm. Uh, like a game of football, bit of a coincidence this, but this podcast is usually going to be in two halves. Oh, a podcast of two halves. You, uh, you could say. Okay. Um, so every week we'll have a feature called Under the Cosh, where we will be covering uh, the week's games, just gone. Any sort of general transfer news, any sort of anything going on in the world of football. We might have a chat about Mike Dean. Um, <laughs> who knows? That could be a own segment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, not allowed to swear in that that no. segment, so no, that's no, no, unfortunate. No, no. And then the second half will alternate every week. Uh, we'll have a feature called the Target Man, where we will interview a special guest for that week. Or we're going to have the feature called Outside the Box, where it will be me and Cal and possibly a guest um, discussing in depth a topic uh, that we'll we will agree on beforehand. Um, again, that could be to do with absolutely anything in football. Um, so yeah, so every week it'll either be target man or outside the box and you'll get in guest one week in depth chat, the the next guest Mm. in depth chat and that's how it will go. Exciting. Um, yeah. So I thought that's, uh, that's quite good for that. Yeah, definitely mate. Sounds, uh, sounds really good. Shall, shall we move on to what the people want to hear? Shall shall we talk about me and you? All about us. All about yes. us. Um, yeah. Rob, since since you're the the mastermind behind 
yeah. the podcast and the thoughts. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. As well. Worldwide, yes. Thank you. Um, let's let's start with you, Fumash. So, um, and, and potentially a difficult question to, to answer. Um, what made you fall in love with football? Big question. Um, well, I thought I'd, from, from ever since I was young, I can always remember there's been some sort of football on on the telly. Uh, my granddad was a big watcher of football. Mm. Uh, he was a West Brom supporter. Good on him. Um, yeah, best very star. good. Good. Um, I saw Sense and uh, went to Villa. Yeah, so that's um, quite a drastic switch, isn't it? That? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there was one thing that really kicked it off. I mean, quite a, in, in saying that, I think I had quite a specific memory one time. There was, I don't know what game it was, but there was some Champions League game on ITV at the time. So that's no. how long ago it was. I don't know what game it was, but it was some knockout game and it went through, it was going through to added time. Uh, and then I think, it, I think it even went through to penalties. Um, it was just, a, it was like the drama of it all. Um, I didn't particularly yeah. know the teams involved or the players. And I, it was just the whole sort of, Again, because it was only advertised to be on, say, until like 10 o'clock that evening, for example, because it went on, you know, through extra time penalties. And it was, I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, the news is going to come on next and they were having to sell the news is going to follow. And it was just, it was this sort of thing. It was, you know, clear the schedule for football. And it was just, it was, it just seemed like a big event at the time. Mm. Um, and I don't know, it was just that, that feeling because it was sort of getting towards late night and, penalties and the drama and just the whole atmosphere of all that and I just thought this is I, I love it yeah um and a bit of a full circle it came I felt that again when I watched the Porto and uh, Juventus game a few weeks back okay. where that was that went through to extra time and everything and it ended up I don't know at the end uh 3-2 to Juventus but they ended up going going through on away goals yeah something silly um that was that was a game full of drama and goals, bookings. Um, we saw Ronaldo out of the Champions League again. Mm. Um, underdogs Porto went through, and it was I had that sort of that feeling came back with this extra time Champions League game, and a bit of a uh, a bit of a story off that that really inspired me to do the podcast. I had the passion for football come back. I felt that and I thought, you know, what, I just, I want to do this podcast. I just mm. want to talk. I want to, I want people to listen to me talking about football. <laughs> yeah. And then that's, that's how the, how the podcast came about. Nice. Um, yeah. So um, what, what would you say made you fall in love with football then? Great question. Like you say, it's very difficult to, to pinpoint one specific moment that makes you go, Flipping heck, this is a good game, isn't it? For for me, um, probably again similarly, like watching football on on TV and whatever. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to expose myself here now, potentially leaving myself to a lot of hate, and I'm not sure if you know this or not, Rob. Um, so um, 
What, when, what sort of exposing are you doing? Sorry, uh, nothing visual. Don't worry. We're oh. thankfully this is a podcast, so there's no visual exposing going on here. Yeah, but I have um, to look at you. <laughs> Thanks, sorry, Thanks, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, so uh, when I was um, young, probably like the age of four or five, when my um, before my parents were separated, uh, my, my dad's a, a Man United fan, so um, naturally I was I was a United fan um, mm. up until. I think probably like, I think it was 2003, 2004, maybe. And there was an FA Cup final. And I think it was at the um, the Millennium Stadium. I think it might have been because mm. the old Wembley was being knocked down and the new one was being built, whatever, I think. Um, and I was supporting United that day and Arsenal beat United in the FA Cup. And I went up to my room and I cried my eyes out because <laughs> my team had just lost. Um, yeah. I think it was on penalties as well, maybe as well. And... Um, so my mum met my stepdad at the time and um, and he was a West Brom fan. And I was that upset. I came downstairs, obviously very young. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not having this. I'm going to support West Brom now. I can't be dealing with the grief. Like, and obviously I had no understanding of football <laughs> because if I, if I left like with one of the world's I was, biggest I was going to say, you go to West went, Brom, I mean. You went to West Brom to get rid of the grief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so some, some may call me plastic, but I was, I was very, very young and... Um, yeah, my, my love for West Brom's just, just gone from there. Um, yeah. My first ever game was uh, that I went to see live was um, West Brom's infamous Great Escape game against Portsmouth in wow. 2005. And uh, like it was absolutely mad because obviously we just stayed up. Like, we were bottom at like, the start of the game. We were like 19th. And um, but we obviously stayed up. All the resent- results went our way. It was ridiculous. And just like at the end of the game, we've got fans like running on the pitch, mm. like kissing the, the grass, the turf, um, like players just absolutely going mental on the pitch with all the fans. And it was just such a scene. Like the great mm. escape was playing in the background. It was like, wow, like this is, this is good. Like, and, and I asked my stepdad at the time, we, we talk about it to this day still. I was like, at the time, I asked, oh, like, why, why are people kissing the pitch? Like, I don't understand it. And he said to me, in a few years, you'll understand why they're doing this. Yes. And of course, now I know, now I know why. Um, yeah. So that's part of the reason why, why I love football. Um, another reason why is, um, do you remember the, the and they still go to this day, I think, you know the sticker albums or the card albums of the Premier League? Yeah, yeah. So I think before I even really got into football, I had these these sticker books. So I was randomly putting like these names and faces in my sticker book. Um, and obviously at that point, when someone scores a goal and they're telling you, oh, I've got his sticker or whatever. And I thought, yeah. that was, I think that was how my love started. I had a weird, weird obsession back when I was a United fan for um, Fabian Bartes. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I'd, okay. I'd a real, like, I've still got that album somewhere. It's, it's in a terrible state, but I've still got it. Um, and I, I was absolutely obsessed with Fabian Bartes for some reason. I've got no, no idea why. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> pretty strange. Veron was another one I was quite keen on as well. Do, do you like Baldwin? Yeah, that's the thing. I've just that's thought of it. that because they're both bald, yeah. aren't they? They're both yeah. bald. Um, I'll tell you what, when, when I was young, um, I went on holiday to France once and we were at some bar and I, I asked for like um, a Fanta or an orange or whatever and it came and it was like a special edition. Um, I think France had just done well in the Euros, the World Cup, whatever year it was. Special yeah. edition glass and they had a picture of Bartes on the glass, like a little carter in a Bartes. What? I thought, well, <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. I don't think yeah. Bart. I mean, Bartes when he was at United was like I, I didn't really see him because at that time I was probably just falling in love with football, so I never really understood if he was any good or not. But there's always that infamous video of where he's holding his hands up to the linesman, waiting for a, 
for him to flag and he doesn't flag and the kick, the player puts it past him. That's mm. not the iconic. That's the thing that Bartes is remembered for, isn't it? What, wasn't uh, the one as well when he's pulling his shorts right up as well? He yeah, like, yeah. He was a strange keeper. <laughs> I think he was quite eccentric, but I, again, it was just a bit before my time. They used to um, um, kiss his head, didn't they, the French team, for good luck. Did they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. I think it was either on the pitch or in the, in the uh, tunnel. And they're all um, going kiss his bald head. Well, Is that well, something you want to do? Uh, it's not something I want to do. Um, and I, I certainly won't be kissing <laughs> the sticker of his head in uh, uh, my box no. somewhere either. That's that's something I'm going to avoid. But yeah, no. that's that's how I fell in love with football, really. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I mean, obviously, we, we, we both got a passion uh, for football and, and all aspects. And I mean, there's um, I even wrote about it as well because... Uh, went to university um got my a degree in theology which has served me well um which actually then gave me a chance to write about it in some assignments i did okay um and i i wrote a little little version of jonah and the whale um converted that to modern day about uh, aston villa fans and birmingham fans <laughs> um <laughs> Which was uh, is quite good. That is available online if anyone wants that to read. Um, but also as well to discuss the tribalism of football fans and ultras, for example. Um, sort of comparing the extreme football fans with religious extremists as well. No way. Um, and sort of compared how football and I, I suppose sports but mainly football can be seen as a type of religion um mm, yeah you know yeah. sort of every every weekend or every sunday going down to your your church you know hawthorns villa park for instance mm. um all singing the same hymns you know the the chants and for example and idolizing the players i mean you know you've got hand of god maradona and all <laughs> things and got the hand of god as well remember the hand of god yeah, well, I've I've got a two fingers of Rob here for him as well, and um, so yeah, I I just I thought you know while I've got the chance to talk about it in in assignments and to have it um, graded officially graded and, and go to part of my degree, I might thought well, yeah, talk might about well be part of your passion, and, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting, so yeah. getting back onto getting back onto topic because we're very yeah. good at tangents, aren't we? We're very yes, good. That's yes. a good story there. Um, so thank you. Trying to obviously, you know, get the the viewers to understand us a little bit better. Um, have you got a, a current favourite player? It doesn't necessarily have to be linked to to Villa. Is is there a, a particular player that you like at the moment? And also, maybe as an addition to that question, is there a player that doesn't play anymore that you also had a had a fond memory of? Well, I think that's a bit of an easier question. That the past player has got to be Thierry Henry. And I think it probably that will be the same for a lot of people. Um, I don't think he was. I, I don't. And I don't think he was. He was appreciated. Don't get me wrong. But I mm. think it's only been like since he retired. Yes. Like a few years yeah. afterwards, everyone went like flipping next. Like that lad was potentially yeah. the best striker of all time. Like he's he's a player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean. I, he, I think he was a reason as well. Made me fall in love with football. I've just got memories of him celebrating and scoring goals. Yeah. Uh, I did have a, I think it was 2002 uh, Arsenal shirt with Henri on the back. Yeah, um, the O2 sponsor. Yeah, they were the O2. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was funny because at the time and everything, if I'd wore it 
if I was going out, you know, shops or whatever, um, everyone thought that I'd have like a shirt personalized for me. And they thought my name was Henry. So everyone <laughs> would go, they're like, oh, Henry, Henry. I was like, what? It's like, it's Terry it's Henry. Henry. <laughs> it's Henry. Yeah, yeah. My name's Henry, actually, not Henry. <laughs> but yeah, I remember getting called Henry a few times. Yeah, he was a, he was a player. Like, for me, like, Henry, like, he was so, like, he was a unit, wasn't he? Like, he was six foot plus. Mm. We don't need to talk about his finishing because it was just so composed. But he had everything. He was quick, strong, could finish, good in the air, like mm. technically very, very good, but also had the physical, physical sort of side of his game to back that up as well. And he was just, yeah. it was just unbelievable, wasn't it? Big I can't match believe Arsenal. Well. Yeah, very big match player. I, I was a little bit like in shock when Arsenal signed to Barcelona because I don't think it was yeah, for that yeah. much money either. I, th- I, no, don't, no. I don't recall it being a big transfer. No, for um, the for the player you got, it was yeah. Yeah, pence really, wasn't it? Yeah. Have you yeah. got a current player that you 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 know sort of a big fan of or current player? Um, Can be Villa or non-Villa. Uh, I really, uh, apart from him going to Liverpool, I really enjoy watching Thiago. Thiago, so, okay. He yeah, hasn't had a great yeah. season, has he? He's had a lot of lot of criticism on so. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you make of that briefly? I don't think he's getting played as he should be. If you look at how he's been at Bayern Munich, for example, and mm. the, the team now he's got with Liverpool, I think a lot of it's down to do with injuries. Um, and again, this Liverpool are out of form anyway. So I think I think almost anyone that goes into that Liverpool side will be out of form in a in a funny way. Um, yeah, I don't think this is the season to judge Thiago. And for getting him for, what was it something like twenty million or something for for someone yeah, like wasn't, Thiago? Wasn't much, was it? Um, people, yeah, people like him, like a, like a Thiago or a or a Perlo, things like that. I'd, um, I think I've, yeah, over the last few years, I have got a real real appreciation of like these deep line playmakers. Because um, mm. it's easy when you're young to watch, you know, like Henri, you know, the, the one that scores the goals, but. You know the people who were doing the the work at the back, and I think as you, when you're younger, you possibly don't appreciate. Yeah, and I mean, I, for years I, I was never bothered. You know, players like uh, Sergio Busquets. You know, mm. I always saw him on FIFA. He was, you know, he was slow. He didn't have very good shooting and things. And I, I just, you know, you, that would just contribute to him as a player. And you think, oh, he's rubbish. Yeah, as you get older, Obviously, you begin to appreciate what other positions are about, don't you? Because it's yeah, all about the strikers yeah. and the wingers when you're a kid. Mm, then you, and, uh, you know, when you see a central midfielder who's spraying passes or like a, a no-nonsense centre-half who's so good at tackling and whatever, it just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you become a lot more knowledgeable of that as you... As yeah, you and uh, and yeah, things like when Thiago like, drops a shoulder and everything and, and just... Oh, when you just watch it, it's like poetry. You just... Mm. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna say Tiago. Um, okay. So you've gone with Thiago, but... so you've gone with Tiago as your current favourite player, and Thierry Henry yeah. as, your, as your past. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I think so. You're gonna ask me that question now, and I'm I'm yes. really struggling. So, in it's terms of, <laughs> do love the guy. Do love the guy. <laughs> um, 
I think my favourite player now is, and and it's it's a bog standard answer, and I'd and I'll give you a bit more reason as to why it is it is Cristiano Ronaldo, mm. um, and there's this Messi Ronaldo debate, which I'm sure will, I, I mean to be honest, that could be a podcast on its own, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. But th- for me, it is it is CR seven, and the reason why is I think that. He's, he's done it in three, arguably four, if you want to say he's done it in Portugal, but he's arguably done it in three slash four countries. He's, he's, he's done it in England, he's done it in Spain, and he's doing yeah. it in, in Italy. And I just think to see, it's a perfect example of being good at something and just putting your mind to it and, and just working and working and working and working to get to the very, very top. I think it's yeah. just a great example of what, not just in football, but in any way of life, if you want to be the best, mm. watch how Ronaldo prepares for... Because ultimately, he's a match day is how he gets judged. Yeah, he's just ridiculous. Like, he, yeah. he ups his levels every every time you watch him. He's ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, for entertainment purposes, Ronaldo will always... Like, he always gets the last-minute winner or he, like, yeah. he'll do something unbelievable in a game that normally equates to a goal um, that just makes you go, wow. Like, I remember the Spain-Portugal match at the... Um, yeah. 20, I think it was the 2018 World Cup yeah, yeah. and there was a free kick and I think it was 3-2 Spain at the time and Ronaldo stepped up for this free kick it was about 30 odds out and before yeah. like, you, you knew when the referee blew his whistle to indicate the free kick was being given he thought oh my gosh like it, this is written here because the yeah, player standing definitely. over the ball is going to be Ronaldo and he's going to flipping nail it top bins isn't he um, yeah. and obviously he did and I just think for entertainment value and for, for the work ethic that he's got to become to where he's got to is makes me, he's my favorite player. Um, I remember watching him at United as well. I've, I've seen him live, although I can't remember too much of it. I've seen him live once or twice. Um, goodness me, he's, he's, he's a player, isn't he? Um, but we've been blessed as a generation to, to both yeah. have Messi and Ronaldo. But like I said, that's, a, that's another conversation in I terms mean, of, Sorry, go on. So I just said, and, and he's, what is he getting on, 35 or 36 now? Yeah, he's getting um, on, he's getting on. I mean, he's still, you know, arguably the best or joint or second best player in yeah. the world. To 35 as well, that's... And he he doesn't play, or doesn't look like a 35-year-old either. No, no, he doesn't. And he, he doesn't really show any signs of slowing down, does he? No. I know he, he will begin to do so at some point soon, but... Um... Yeah, he's and it's how he's transformed his game as well. Like when he was at United and Madrid a little bit, he was he was a winger, wasn't he? Let's be honest. He was a mm. winger who came into the box late and scored a header or whatever. Um now at Juve he's he's a striker because obviously he's lost a little bit of that pace, but he's so clinical. Mm. Um and the, the, the jumping as well. Oh yeah, his leap is ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was that was something he was known for originally, but over the last two or three seasons, I mean What's he yeah, jumping he's, about like eight foot in the air and if it's like ridiculous. That, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like yeah, yeah and again, that's just another example of a, a tricky winger who came from Portugal to United as this long, young lad. Mm. And like you can tell there's been there's been work behind the scenes of him improving his aerial game. Yeah. Um because it's just incredible. He's one of the best players in the in the world in the air, as well as yeah. being, you know in my opinion, the best player in the world. So, yeah, yeah. and that's my, my current player. Probably soon to be past player, unfortunately, but <laughs> we'll appreciate him yeah. while we've got him. Past player is a very, very good question. Um, 
gosh, um, so many good footballers. Like you think of like Iniesta and Xavi. I think Iniesta's retired now. Um, like they were so good in that Barca mm. team. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I'm struggling a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't think I can give a specific name. Like there's so many good. Like Henry's definitely up there for me as well. By the way. Um, mm. Like the original Ronaldo as well. Yeah. Like yeah. he was he was a player. Um, oh gosh, I don't know if I can name one. I'd, a favourite pass player. Let's let's just say for the content, Fabian Bartes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's good. Say nice. Fabian Bartes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another Man United player that was bald that I used to love, uh, Yapstam, as well. Mm. The definition of a no-nonsense centre back. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, I think we'll move on to what's what was your favourite football memory then? Oh, favourite football memory. Good grief. Okay. In fact, this one isn't too hard for me actually. So, I mentioned in the previous episode that um, so I'm a West Brom season ticket holder. I've been a season ticket holder since the 2011-12 season, which was. Um, David De Gea's, so I watched David De Gea's first game for United when he was a shaky mess and fumbling all over the shop. Shane Long scored past him in a terrible shot. Um, so I've had a season ticket since then and seen a few a few entertaining games to say the least. But I think the my favourite football memory was when um, in the, the end of the 2012-13 season where Sir Alex Ferguson had his last game. So prior to that, um, because obviously all, all the United fans wanted to go, um, and obviously it was at the Hawthorne, said so like 3,000 allocation, um, Albion fans were selling their tickets for like 15k. Wow. And like me and my stepdad who both had a season ticket at the time were... Um, were seriously sort of like, man, this is a lot of money, like, shall we do it? And then the club came out with a statement saying if you sell your ticket you won't come back blah, blah, blah. so we went to the game um thankfully um and everyone pretty much knows the rest so it was ferguson's last game um as, as a manager um it was paul Scholes' last game as a player um the, the the final score was five all which i think is still the first and current only premier league game to have that score line um lukaku who was unbelievable for us that season um, came on at half time as a sub and scored a hat trick um, and scored scored the fifth goal to equalise for us. Um, it was just a mad game. Like United went three nil up, we got two back. They scored another two to make it five two, and then we scored three goals and and ultimately drew level. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the atmosphere in the stadium, like United United home fans are rubbish in my opinion but their away following is always brilliant probably because they live very local um yeah. being the the support base that united have got but um yeah i just remember that day it was the atmosphere inside the stadium was, was unbelievable albion had nothing to play for but they knew they were hosting potentially a, a historic game and that's exactly what it turned out to be so um that that's probably up there for my one of my favorite football memories um mm, that's a big one yeah how about yourself um I was I was trying to have a thing and I couldn't really put it down into one. Um I've still got three. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got I've got two more recent ones. First one, I think it was the World Cup twenty eighteen, that whole tournament, I think. Yeah. Um 
I mean, for myself, it was I was on holiday. We went down to uh, Cornwall. Uh, we watched the tournament um, on holiday. The you know it was really good, nice weather. Always hot and everything. I was having a drink. I mean, some of the games that were on in that tournament was it the like you said the Spain and Portugal game. Yeah. Um, you had Russia. There. Yeah, they hosted in there. I think they had. Yeah, and they're beating uh, Spain as well. Yeah. Uh, I think Cheryshev was a, you know, standout. Yeah, player he them. was really good for them, wasn't he? Um, our and our run as well, England run. Um, you know, I, I know there's a bit of like a meme and people say, you know, life peaked when Trippier scored that free kick, but <laughs> it really I mean, did, that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really did. And uh, I think for the first time in a while, the country felt more united than it ever did um, as a nation. Mm. And it was it was just like an overall sort of quite just a good feeling. It was just a good a, a good feeling in, in the summer. Um, and and I mean. You know, we've seen before when England have come home after you know losing the group stages or whatever. You know, yeah. they've not been really received well. But I think the the players, you know, everyone they they came back and um, they got a really nice reception off everyone, which I thought yeah. was good good for them. You know, instead of turning around and saying oh, a lot of rubbish and failed again. You know, I think you had the pessimists team. keep saying that oh, you know, the run that we had, yeah, it was a favourable mm. run. We just have to beat what's put in front of you, don't you? And for, of course, yeah. for us to get to World Cup semi-final at that time as well was a good achievement. And obviously, hopefully, we can go one further at the Euros this summer. But um, yeah, yeah, what a good tournament for England that was. Yeah, a um, bit more of a selfish, bit of a personal memory. Um, Villa being promoted just generally um, <laughs> last few years. Yeah, um, the run we've after the run we've had, um, you know, the few years of us being awful getting relegated uh it was it was nice for us to finally have a bit of pleasure again yeah um, so that, that's that's always nice um my older older footballing memory that i well it's one of my favorites again it's this sort of champions league feeling um when chelsea beat Bayern for the champions league in 2012. oh yeah where drogba scored that winning yeah, penalty in yeah. the header as well, yeah, wasn't it at yeah. Boyne's, Wasn't it the Allianz as well, Boyne's Stadium? Uh, possibly, yeah. The Boyne yeah. was essentially at home for the final, and Chelsea beat them. Yeah, and I think yeah. that was the same, um, the same Champions League season where Torres rounded the keeper at Barca. Yeah, yeah. The Gary exactly. Neville it was, famous commentary line. It was, it was that whole sort of Chelsea run because I think oh, it was mad, wasn't it? Were, I think they was were they own the only English team in left in Europe, I think, in yeah. the late stages. Did Matteo manage them as well, I think? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it depends if you sort of like them or not. But, you know, you, you can feel a bit of, you know, I'll support Chelsea in the Champions League because they're like the last English team. You know, you sort of want, you know, again, some people do, some people don't. Do yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But I ended up sort of half watching, you know, hoping Chelsea won. Um, mm, yeah. And, and, you know, it was... A bit improbable that they pulled off the victory against Barcelona. Um, uh, I mean, that was Torres when he couldn't hit a barn door. Yeah, it and really then, was. And then he, he came out and scored that goal to, to take them through. And then it was the last minute, well, one of the last minute sort of headers from Drogba, from Drogba after Muller scored a late goal as well. Who, yeah. When they thought they'd won it and Drogba came back and then 
they eventually won it. And I've I've got memories of Drogba when he's running around using the, the cup as like a, a steering wheel when he's driving around <laughs> the fans and, and like that. Yeah. That was just um Yeah, that's a good one that. That was that was nice as well. Yeah. So that that's if you had to choose between those, then what we what we choosing? Tough. I might I might go I might go twenty eighteen World Cup. Twenty eighteen World Cup was a very good yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. What have you got a, a football memory that's like almost your worst? Like when you've when you think back and you think, oh gosh, like that was bad. Yeah. What's and, and normally that relates to the team that you support. So mm. is, is there mm. a moment for you whereby you've yes. being invited? <laughs> um, but yeah, go on, go on, tell us. Well, um, one more. Yeah, one of the worst football memories I've got. Um, that well, it's about Villa. Surprisingly, I've somehow managed to blank out Villa being relegated, um, so it's not okay. it's not that either. However, in a in a weird turn of events, is Villa drawing three three with Sheffield United? Um, okay, when was this? You... Oh, was that in the Championship? That wild yes, yeah, game? Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Championship. Did Andre Green scoring like the last minute, or yes, whatever, and then yeah, yeah. Now that was because um, I went down to to the pub to watch it. And mm. we were losing 2-0. And I think maybe it was about 65, 70 minutes. And I think they just scored another one and made it 3-0. And I thought, all right, sod this. I'm not I'm not staying and watching this. We've lost 3-0. I know why this is your worst memory now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, uh, travelling home and everything. And uh, I still had the still had the, um, the the app up to, you know, the highlights and everything. Yeah. And it, it you know, it flashed up. Uh, we pulled one back. I was like, hey, you know, one goal, you know, amazing. Um, I was just, just, just like getting in the house and it went three, two to Villa. I thought, no, don't do this now. I've come home and I've stopped watching it. <laughs> I'll be, I'm out, I'll be getting back two. to the pub. I'll be going back to the pub at that point. Yeah. Yeah. 3-2, and, uh, and I thought, well, you know, good that we pulled two goals, but, you know, whatever, still, we let three goals in. Of course, it went 3-3, three, three, and it ended. Uh, yeah. It was like, what, 94th minute header from Andre Green. Yeah. Um, the, the the players from Wild. Uh, and I was at home. Oh, and I thought, well, you know what, damn me. <laughs> I thought, right. I'm not leaving ever again. I'm not leaving oh. a match ever again. No. And it, was, it, was more, it was more just a kill. It just killed me inside. Yeah, because you even knew like what the bad. atmosphere would have been like in the pub. Yeah, I just missed out. I missed out on that last minute equaliser, and it's oh, it's just gutting. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's understandable. Uh, what, what about you? Got well, I'm a West Brom fan, so where do you want me to start? Um, <laughs> yeah, the, there was a the Which one. That, yeah, gosh. The, the, so there's a couple. Um, I think the main one for me would be um, so we played. Um, Cardiff in the Premier League and we had Pepe Mel as our manager at the time if you can remember him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like it, it was a terrible time for the club uh, but it was in the Premier League we played Cardiff in what was a really important relegation scrap and it, we were two nil up We and then they pulled two goals back and it was like ah oh. and then we um, we brought this new player on called Chevy um, and he scored in the 91st minute I think and we was going absolutely like this is a big result for us, and um, mm. he scored. And anyway, we we the ball uh, it kicked off again. Cardiff gave the ball away. They committed so many men forward, and Berahino was just charging towards goal. 
Um, and rather than because it was like a two on one or whatever, so it was like we had an op- we had a player in the box. There was a defender and yeah. there was Berahino running in, and rather than take it to the corner flag, he attempted to put a cross into the box. It wasn't really a cross; it was like a really poor pass. They cleared it anyway. They went up the other end and scored in like the ninety fourth minute. And I remember that's the lowest point I've ever felt as a fan because I knew <laughs> how huge that game was, and I honestly yeah. thought we, we're going to go down because that was like so something so like simple as just shielding the ball in the corner. And we've tried to get the fourth and ah, it was heartbreaking. And Solskjaer was manager of Cardiff, actually. It was that season yeah. there in the Premier League. And uh, yeah, that, I felt really low after that. Um, another one was where obviously Villa beat us in the playoffs a couple of seasons ago. Oh yeah. Uh, was, was yeah, you'll like that. Where Tommy good memory for me. Put that in. Uh, the steer stare, as I'm reminded often by my... My Villa friends, um, yeah, that was tough. That that was so tough on me actually, because I was getting a lot of stick from all the lads and whatever. Um, that I went on, I went on Talksport and gave an interview with Andy Goldstein after the game, which was uh, which was a way for me to offload a little bit. Yeah, um, I know. I know you're banned from uh, from National yeah. Radio. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, for the record, I'm not banned from National Radio, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them for us. Uh, but yeah, that was a bad memory. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else apart from that? What one of the? Can I just say as a, as a slight um, amendment, maybe to one of my best memories, although it probably doesn't top it, was when when we went down in the Premier League in 2018. Um, very very briefly, we played Tottenham, um, and we had to win the game to have any chance of staying up. We got relegated on the same day afterwards because of other results. It was when Darren Moore came, and it looked like we're pulling off Mission Impossible again, um, and we had to beat Tottenham, and it was then like. 92nd minute maybe and we had a corner Daniel Sturridge was playing for us at this point remember that um, yeah. and we just won a corner and we had to win otherwise we were officially relegated and and Jake Livermore scrambled home uh, a 92nd minute corner and mate like the feeling around the stadium it was like we know we're probably still going to go down but flipping out like what a moment and a lot of yeah. Albion fans even though we went down on the same day Still relates that as one of like the big moments, just because of the atmosphere that yeah, yeah. at that point. It was ridiculous. So that's up there for another good memory. But yeah, the bad one for me would be that Cardiff game. I've never felt so low. Um, that was horrendous. I, I tell you what, um, like you were saying about, um, you know, your, your worst memory not uh, going down and things like that. There, there was one. I've just remembered a, an, another bad time for for Villa. Um, it was in that season where we did get promoted. It was in, was it about February time? I think we had two games in one week and I think we were still around 11th or 12th in the table. Hmm. Uh, only a handful of games, well, maybe something like, I don't know, 13 games left to try and get, you know, from mid-table to the, into the Oh, yeah, that, so that was when you beat Albany in the playoffs. That was that same season, wasn't it, where you, yeah, yeah. it was average all season and then you, the last, like, 15 games, you just won every game. It was uh, a 10-game um, 10 winning streak. But mm. there was there was a bit, I think, just before the international break in around February time or, or March time, where we had two games in a week and it was West Brom and Rotherham. And I know you you were sort of going up there for for promotion. Rotherham, I think, were towards the end of the <clears> the, the bottom of the table. Yeah. Uh, we lost both games in in that week to West Brom and Rotherham. Um, and I remember thinking, right, that's it. That's another. I think that was just before the run season. because I remember texting um, yeah. Josh. If you're listening, Josh. Um, I <laughs> I saw I got the train up to the game and I took a picture of the platform which said "Mind the Gap." 
um, yeah. and sent it to him. And obviously that's that's come to bite me on the backside ever since. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I went up to that game. I was at Villa for that game. Um, you were terrible. You were absolutely yeah. terrible. But flipping yeah, it, it's rubbish. It around. Rubbish. Um, yeah, I know. And then yeah, yeah I think. I, I was saying when after we lost to Albin, I, I said, "Well, we need to win Rotherham, otherwise we're not. We, we say goodbye to the promotion." And mm-hmm. we did lose, and then ended up winning the last ten games to scrape yeah. in. And uh, that's why we love football, we isn't it? That's why we love football yeah. moments like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll end on um, for this particular segment because I'm conscious of time. Um, is is what's the most famous footballer that you've ever met? Uh, well, I've only met one. To be honest, okay. Uh, and this was this was Aston Villa player at the time, Björke Bjarnson. Oh yeah, the Icelandic midfielder. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Icelandic yeah. Uh, Thor, I think, as as we nicknamed him. <laughs> um, I met him at Waitrose. Uh, he's oh, part of the fish counter. Yeah, um, and I, I got so nervous that I thought it was someone else, and I'd made a mistake. I didn't mm. want to just walk straight up to him and say, oh, "Hi, are you Bjarnson?" And I was trying to think of ways to try and ask, or you it's know, so nerve wracking, isn't it? When you see, not even like yeah. just football, when you see a famous person, like you plan in your head how you're gonna speak to them and stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just sort of I tried to like shuffle over to him, and I said, uh, "Excuse me." Um, and he turned around. And he said, "Yes." I said, um, uh, "Do do you, uh, do you play for Aston Villa?" And he turned and went, yes. I went, oh, I thought so. I said, yeah, mate. I said, can I have a photo? <laughs> and I had a photo. That nervous moment, just in case it wasn't him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even want to say his name. I just thought, do you, do you play it's football? Just to say, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And I had a little um, I had a little picture with him. Um, yeah. And he, he wasn't uh, he wasn't a man known for his smiling and, and looking happy. Um, I think he, he half gave me a smile. He was a he was a nice man, and he was out with his family and stuff. And I didn't want to bother him too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he just looked like himself. And I mean, <laughs> that reminds me of a time when we beat uh, in the season we didn't go up. We beat uh, Wolves in the Championship, I think four two, and he scored a, a worldy goal. Mm. Uh, and he proceeded to I think we were at Wolves, and then he went over to our away fans and almost. I think swore swore at the fans oh, wow. after scoring for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. I don't know. He just he just never came across as a happy go lucky sort of no. gentleman. No. Um, but no, he was he was he was nice. So that's fair enough. Okay. Um, what, what about you? What would you say? Um, I so a, a couple that I'll throw off. Um, although these aren't my official answer. So. I saw Chris Brunt in uh, IKEA once, but couldn't um, but couldn't quite catch him to say hello. He was a, he was about twenty thirty yards ahead of me. Um, Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh. Chris saw, Brunt in IKEA. <laughs> yeah, I've saw Kevin Phillips in Toys R Us, um, which which is now obviously closed. Um, gosh, God rest its soul. Um, yeah, it was Christmas time, and I'm not killing. I'm not joking you. He. He had his basket or his trolley was oh. full to the brim of kids' toys. Um, I did have the nerve to speak to Kevin Phillips, but I was shaking by the time I finished talking to him. Yeah. Um, I think he was at Albion at the time as well. Um, what were you buying from Toys R Us? I don't know. Great question. I don't know. Let me have a think about it. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, but the, I think that the, the most... 
The biggest one for me is is when I was at um, Old Trafford, Man United. Um, yeah. After the game, we went to go and get some autographs and signatures as the players like come around in the Lamborghini and as they do. Mm. Um, and I saw Edwin van der Sar. Wow. Um, and um, <laughs> I embarrassed myself a little bit because I was with my dad at the time and I said, Dad, why has he got such a big nose? Now, bear in mind, there was about 10 people, like, there was loads of people there, but there was 10 people, like, in my immediate vicinity around me. Yeah, yeah. And Van der Sar could obviously heard that, and he looked straight to me, gave him the evils, and just moved on for my particular wow. And, I, like, I, if he's listening, Edwin, I am very sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to cause offence. I was a young child, and I just, I spoke as I saw. Um, but, yeah, I've, I, because of that, that probably is my most uh, infamous... <laughs> meeting of a footballer wow sorry uh, edwin for that yeah sorry edwin hashtag sorry edwin hashtag sorry, um, edwin. so hopefully uh off the back of that little segment you know me and rob a little bit better um we'll obviously be going off on many tangents about about our experiences in the coming weeks but uh hopefully you enjoyed that um we're now going to move on to um under the cost show, we'll spend about five minutes or so on this. Um, just basically reflecting on the weekend's games. Obviously, it's been an international game week. Um, and any talking points, Rob? I think you've got a couple of talking points for us. Uh, yes. Um, well, I was going to say likewise. Um, if you know, if you see either of us um, out in public um, talking about famous people, if you want to have a picture or an autograph um, with us, uh, yep. we might be we might be the most important person you've ever met. So, yep. um, bucket list moment. I'd like to say, I'd like to say, don't approach me. Uh, I'm not, not doing autographs or photos. Um, <laughs> and you can, you can get away from me. Thank I you am, but for a small fee. Anyway, yeah. Under the cosh, talk to us. That's covered. Right. Well, international game week. Yeah. Um, World Cup qualifiers. Seems quite weird to be having World Cup qualifiers, uh, with the Euros coming up. Mm, but yeah, such as the current world is. Um, yeah, so I've just picked out a few noticeable games. Uh, Turkey beating Netherlands 4-2. Mm. Uh, I know a few people have Netherlands tipped for success in the, in the summer. Wow, um, that's interesting. I don't think Netherlands are particularly strong, in my opinion. But Are they not? Um, yeah. I, I don't, certainly not as they used to be. Um, okay. What group, I'm just trying to find the group. Oh, okay, they're in... I mean, they should be qualifying in that group, shouldn't they? I'm just looking at the team that played... Latvia the other day. Well, it's I, a I decent what, team, the, but I don't think it's the, anything special. For the players they have, they should be getting towards. Oh, they the should the qualify. Tournament. They should that, qualify. Today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Turkey, I think Turkey are underrated. I think they've got Turkey are on their up. I think they are, and I think possibly we may have a feature on them soon about oh, okay. uh, national teams on the rise and also on the fall. Possibly we've we've seen two teams that will feature Turkey on the rise. Netherlands are they on the fall? Yeah, mm. quite possibly. That's mm. one for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another game, uh, France being held to a draw with Ukraine 1-1. Um, mm. I've always had a soft spot for Ukraine. Um, I've always thought they had potential to do well in tournaments they never have done, never lived up to the potential. I mean, the players they've got, I mean, had Shevchenko before and um, nowadays, you know, players like Konoplyanka, um Yarmolenko. Yarmolenko. Uh, Zinchenko. Mm. Yeah, they're just... Um, I don't know. They, they just never seem to live up to it, which is a little bit disappointing. 
Uh, Norway beat Gibraltar 3-0. Haaland didn't score. And he also did. He hasn't score. scored for the last three, I don't think. And everyone's yeah. saying, "Oh, he's having a drought, whatever." Like, but scoring without scoring in three games in a row—if that's a drought, I mean. Mm. Then again, I, well, I that, guess that's the expectations that he's got. Now I was going to say that—that's his up. levels. That's yeah. his levels. Um, I know a load of people as well are going on about Lewandowski because um, he did manage to score, and then he did—he scored a really uh, good goal towards the end of the game. Mm. Uh, which hopefully has shut those people up. Um, yeah, he'll bag one against England, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, we saw Ireland lose twice in a week to Serbia and Luxembourg, which is disgraceful. <laughs> um, we've got Germany beating Iceland, uh, as expected, 3-0. We had quite a interesting game, uh, as mentioned, Poland 3, Hungary 3. No, uh, we, um... Can I briefly intervene just to say that um, potential talking point is is Ireland you losing yesterday um, to uh, remind me who it was? Sorry, they, they lost a game. Uh, Luxembourg. They lost to Luxembourg like, on yes. yesterday. Yeah. I mean that's a terrible result for them, isn't it? They're bottom of their group at the minute as well. I mean, name me a Luxembourg player. Uh, I'm on the thing, so I can. Uh... Exactly. Well, no, that's cheating. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't recognise any of them. Um, Pjanic uh, had a few games for them at youth level. Oh, and that's, wow. that's that's about it. Rob's facts. That's a new segment. Rob's facts, everyone. Rob's, Rob's um, random. We need like a triple lim- art, don't we? Yeah. Rob's random. We'll, we'll think of the next one. We'll come Rob's back to that. Um, yeah. There you go. So moving on from that, uh, Romania beating North Macedonia three-two. How did South Macedonia get on? We don't know um, <laughs> because they don't exist. Uh, again, <laughs> Scotland, um, super John McGinn's team. Yeah, uh, we scored a bikey, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rather disappointingly, Spain drew to Greece 1-1, which cost me my acca. Oh, uh, so I am never, ever watching Spain ever again. <laughs> um, in the Clash of the Titans, Montenegro beat Gibraltar 4-1. Wow. I mean, what a huge game that is. Um Croatia lost a game to Slovenia and then won a game against Cyprus. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but I've got the ice cream van going past my house. So we need to wrap this up because I want to miss the whippy, please. Okay. With the night, all, right. all right, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yes. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll got, briefly say, oh yeah, you've, you had a talking point about I've got England. got a bit of news. Oh yes. Oh, and the England game. Yes. Yeah, talk to England me about the England game, game quickly. Okay. Uh, well, England game against San Marino, as expected. Uh, I know we had a big discussion about the Euro squad for goalkeepers. Um, they may as well not have played Pope. Um, obviously, wasn't needed. In the other net, uh, the San Marino goalkeeper thought played very well. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know what? He might get a bit of interest in the summer from like a championship club or something like that. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, I think he's in, was it second or third tier of in, uh, Italian football as a reserve oh, keeper? Oh, really? Why? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Watkins, being a Villa fan, but I thought Watkins did very well. I think probably him and Ward Prowse, arguably goals of the night. Um, great to see him scoring with his third touch. And a bit of a talking point. Here we go. Get ready to roast me, everyone. Um, because potentially, I was watching Joe Bellingham. Very much enjoyed watching him play. Roast me because I think he could be up the levels there playing like Zidane. I think oh, Zidane. Zidane. 
Yes, everyone. Or are we talking about Zinedine Zidane, like the Zidane? Uh, yeah, not his half-brother that plays in Woking. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the Zinedine Zidane. Wow, that's big. Um, centre mid, uh, he's, you know, I, he, he just looks at ease. I mean, what is he still at, 17? 17, 17 I think. Isn't he it? looks wow. so mature. Um, I'm going to call it now. He's, he's going to be up there like Zidane. He's a Stabridge lad as well. He's our way. He is. Uh, he's and he, him and both his dad played for Bromsgrove Sporting. Um, wow. Down the motorway for me. That's that's mad. Yeah, he's yeah, a good player. Yeah. He looks very good. I think that the biggest compliment that you can pay to, to Jude Bellingham is that he's he didn't look out of place as a 17-year-old yeah. in in, yeah. uh, in the England national team. Definitely. Um, and, um, and going to Dortmund was such a good move for him, wasn't it? Because yeah. Dortmund are just so good at... At raising those young players, you know, you only have to look at Sancho and if, Haaland um, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, true, Haaland. Uh, if anybody wants to pass on my message to him, um, that he will be like Zidane, um, you know, because I'm in such high regards uh, in the footballing world. <laughs> please do that. Um, quick bit of news that I saw: financial fair play apparently being scrapped by UEFA. Um, yeah, I saw that. So I saw an article on that, and that will basically mean. Well, I mean, you've probably got a better insight than me. So, what does that mean for for clubs? Rob? Well, I was trying to find out. It at the moment, I don't think UEFA have said why they want to do that. Apparently, it's it's going to allow clubs to um, reinvest in the squads better. I uh, should only imagine that means they can spend more. Yeah. yeah, I don't really. I don't know why that's been. Um, done. I suppose that, you know if that's a bit of a possibly, newer story this week. The possibly uh, changed it because of COVID, maybe, and we, the barriers that that brings. So maybe possibly. Um, uh, but now we can see players like Haaland and Mbappe. That's more realistic now uh, with coming to the Premier League, for example. Yeah. Um, staying on the Premier League, uh, the Premier League restarts the fourteenth of August. Right. Um, and Can't Cal. wait to not be in that. Well, as I say, do you know when the championship starts? It's for, normally, I know you've been sarcastic you. with that, but um, yeah. it is normally the week before, I think, and I absolutely can't wait. Potentially another co- topic of conversation we have is I prefer, and I'm not saying this because I'm bitter, I do, I've said it all season, I prefer the championship to the Premier League, um, and I might tell you why in the next episode also. It was exciting when we were down there. You don't want to get stuck right, in it. It's class. It's, no, you don't want to get stuck in it. It's almost a holiday. It's, it it's nice for a holiday. Go yeah, there for a year or show. two. Go, yeah. go down there, play Luton and Rotherham, get stuck <laughs> in, but make sure you can get out as well. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'd recommend that. Anytime it'd be good to see. I mean, I know this wouldn't happen literally, but a big team. Imagine if a big team went down there. Um, as you saw yeah. at the start of the season, Arsenal uh, were, were down there. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, a, a manager like Pep, for instance, being... I think we need to add this line of conversation to to a potential segment that we cover for outside the box. Let's let's add that to a segment. What so we will do a very clickbait title. Why the championship is better than the Premier League. That'll pull some viewers in, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viewers of the podcast. Viewers or listeners rather. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I I think sorry, I was just gonna say, um we'll we'll do um we'll move on to injury time. 
Because um, yes. injury time is is essentially where last, we are in stoppage time now. We're in the last few minutes of the podcast. Um, so we're going to provide our predictions for the upcoming Premier League game week. So Rob, if you don't mind, I'll read off the scores and uh, sorry, read off not the scores. I wish I knew the scores. I'll read off the games in. Um, in the correct order in terms of that and time. Um, and quite simply, I want you to give me a score um, and I'll, okay. I'll give mine as well. So um, the first game uh, of the game week on Saturday, Chelsea versus West Brom. Just straight up 3-0. 3-0. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that yeah I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. 3-0 Chelsea. Um, yeah. Leeds Sheffield United in a Yorkshire derby. Let's say... 2-1 to Leeds. I'm going to go... I was debating Sheffield. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I think there'll be a point there for Sheffield United. Okay. Um, Leicester against Man City. It's a good game. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go 3-1 City. Okay, yeah. Uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool in another big game. That's a tough game to predict. Well, Arsenal are nothing special <laughs> yeah, um, true. at the moment. Uh, so, I reckon I fancy Liverpool to get a bit of form back. They do, they do a bit of form, aren't they? 3-1 um, Liverpool. Okay. Let's say that. Um, I'm going to go for 2-0 uh, Liverpool. I think they'll keep a clean sheet. Okay. Um, in what has been a terrible defensive season for them. Um, yeah, big one for the Arsenal listeners. Yeah. Um, Southampton against Burnley. Who cares? Yeah. 1-1. Um, um, one, one. No, I'm going to go 0-0. 0-0, nil, nil. Nil, um, nil. yeah. Okay. It's, it's a 0-0 nil, nil yeah. game if I've ever seen one. Um, Newcastle yeah. against Tottenham. Ooh. 2-0 uh, Tottenham. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Newcastle win. Ooh. I think Newcastle are drew a result and you know who, what who's getting like. the who's getting the winner for Newcastle uh, Javier Mankiller um, okay <laughs> um, Villa <laughs> against Fulham oh god um, at Villa Park live on Sky 4.30 right, well, next week on a Sunday I think we go Grealish back however Fulham are Fulham at the moment I think they're a decent side Fulham it's mm, three two Fulham. Wow, high scoring game. Three two Fulham. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna go for um, two nil Villa. I hope so. Two nil Villa. Um, United, uh, Man United against Brighton. Three uh, nil Man United. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go. 1-0 United. Okay. Yeah. Um, Everton against Crystal Palace. 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go 2-1 to Palace. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the final game of the game week uh, the big is... The is Yeah, oh, no. Uh, Littlehampton against West Ham. Uh, one one, no uh, two two one West Ham, two I one know, West Ham. I never know what to expect from Wolves. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one to predict. That isn't it. I'm gonna go one one. Okay. 
one one. Um, yeah. I, it'll be interesting when I listen to this podcast back. If any of those scores come in, I'll be amazed. Yeah, um, yeah. This is like we can have a super six with no cash prize. Um, oh. But yeah, that's it for today's episode of the High Press. Upcoming uh, uh, next week. Yes. Uh, expect Wilder Watch. You've heard of Bird Watch. Next week, Wilder Watch. Wilder Stay Watch. tuned. That's going to be interesting. I, even Stay I don't tuned. know what that is, so I'm I'm going to have a chat with you afterwards to find out what that entails. That'll be good. Um, <laughs> you yeah. can ask me, but I won't tell you. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, thank you very much for listening again. If you've lasted this long, well done. Um, you, you've earned you've earned a nice call. You've earned yeah. pat yourself on the back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, thank well you for done. listening. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, next week, uh, we have got special guest. Uh, yes. We have got a non-league footballer, uh, Mr. Joe Hawkins, coming on the podcast. Joe plays, uh, plays for uh, Tividale, which is my neck of the woods. Uh, used to play for Worcester City, and I've just um, been getting to know Joe over the last couple of months or so. So he's kindly agreed to come on to the podcast as our first guest. Um, so looking forward to hearing his views as to what it's like to be a non-league footballer um so that's going to be a really good listen so make sure you're tuning for that um but we will uh, we'll see you next time for more great content on the high yes take it easy and we'll uh, see you later